Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I sat down with the beautiful Ashley Bradley and we talked about all things manifestation. Ashley Bradley is an intuitive business coach who helps women entrepreneurs to tap into their highest potential using divine feminine flow and manifestation. She is so great, so much fun. This episode really has the energy of two friends sitting down chatting and talking about all things universe and manifestation. I know you're going to absolutely love it. We talk about everything from attracting more money, saying yes to life, and what it really takes to make big changes. She shares her story on how she transitioned out of her nine to five and into entrepreneurship and how she helps other women to do the same. She also shares some great practices, some tips, some tools that she uses that help her to manifest the life that she wants wants. And also, I love this part. She shares her beautiful perspective on trusting life and trusting her own process to create the results that she wants in her life. I know you're going to love it. Make sure to see the show notes and check her out on all the platforms. She's got her own podcast that you're going to want to listen to. It's going to be so much fun. So without further ado, let's welcome Ashley Bradley onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do and just a little bit about how you got to be where you are right now doing this work. Yeah. So I was mentioning to you as well that listening to your podcast has really inspired the way that I talk about myself and my work as well, because I think that Sometimes we get so used to hanging out with ourselves that it just seems totally normal. So I am also going to be her as I talk, (laughs) as I introduce myself today. Um, So I am all about like really leading this divine feminine business revolution and really looking at how like patriarchy has informed business and, and really just about infusing the feminine gifts like intuition and really channeling wisdom and finding flow and creativity in a a business world so it can just feel good so that for women and healers and people that are creatives that it can just feel completely natural so I really work in that space I do um, intuitive readings on Facebook I um, work with people on you know finding clients through through different resources and through their own gifts so I kind of do a mix of of things today in the spiritual business world oh that's so great it sounds like you're really here for the seekers you know especially the seekers that want to create a business and change the world and really do something for themselves their own way you know it that's so cool we really need that so thank you <laughs> So how did you get to be doing this work? Like where did, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about your life and before all of this and what life was like and how you kind of came to this place. Yeah, I think life before like spirituality and manifesting, um, I think it kind of came down to getting in a pretty crappy place in life before I felt like, I needed to think about it differently. Um, and listening to some of your shows, it kind of brought me back to that moment of like, where, where, let's revisit that. What was that like? And how did I find everything? And I remember like being in a job that like I really hated. I used to manage restaurants. Um, 
there's a chain of restaurants in the U.S. called Joe's Crab Shack. And I was like working 60 hour days. I was working mostly nights and weekends. Um, I didn't really want to be there very much. Like I made the best of it, but it was just a really challenging um, environment for me. And it got really bad at the end. I think I was kind of being pushed out of that. Um, I was in a really crappy relationship and it was all kind of crumbling at the same time that my job was um, getting really bad and really toxic. And then there was like my, my grandmother passed away at this same time. And it was like, I just remember this moment of feeling like everything was kind of like falling apart at once. And there was this book that came into my life called, excuse me, your life is waiting. (laughs) And it came through a woman giving me like a bikini wax. And my friend sent me to her. She's like, she's a psychic medium and she does bikini waxing. (laughs) And it was a very interesting, like, it was like a session with somebody like while you're getting waxed. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like bearing your soul. And um, it was so, and she, I remember she like moved off to Hawaii or something after she came into my life and then she disappeared. So it just felt very divinely connected, but it was like through that book that it, it came to introduce me to law of attraction. And um, where I like, remember I was like doing these exercises and making lists and thinking about really not being a victim anymore of my circumstances, but starting to claim what I did want and to talk about those things and to focus on the good feeling emotions. And so without realizing it, that's completely how this all started and I opened to it. Wow, that's so awesome. So many questions about (laughs) how somebody is a psychic and a bikini waxer. But so, you know, Ashley's there bearing her everything. (laughs) And she's got this psychic bikini waxer who what? She just like whipped out a book there right in the session. She told me like, like I knew she had some kind of, you know, psychic intuitive gifts. And, um, I think I was kind of prepared that like the conversation might, might go deeper than what you would expect in that kind of a bikini waxing moment. But she was just like, there's this book, you need to read it. And I felt like I was just like, I was like, so knowing that I needed to trust everything that I was receiving from her. And I like went out shortly after and I like bought the book and I like started to dive into it and just consume everything. And I like, I feel like for the first time, like I just really started to look at things differently. And like, I think I connected everything that I wanted in life, like a house and a husband and kids to all of these outside external things. And that book was the thing that made me realize like, none of this depends on anybody else. None of this depends on something outside of me coming into the picture. Like, I don't need any of it. I don't need a husband even to have kids. Like, let's just like, let's think about this differently. And, um, and it, of course, like all of it started happening. As soon as I was like, I don't need it. I don't need it. Any of it. Like, then I think something switched where I don't know if I was just open to receiving or that I knew that, um, there was so many ways that it could happen, but it just seemed like such a turning point. Wow. That is just so cool. It's, you know, the universe is always working for us. And when we, it's easy to doubt that, but even something as simple as a friend saying, you know, you should go to this bikini waxer and you do it. And then this happens and she, you know, the conversation goes where it did and she recommends a book and you go buy the book. And, you know, that's how this happens. You know, I, I like to share that, that it's not always that you're walking down the street and someone walks up to you and they say, I have the most incredible opportunity for you. Sign up now. And if they do, you got, you should probably be weary. Um, But, or, you know, the cash showing up and that does happen where you get a lump sum or you get one amazing opportunity, but more often than not, it's following the breadcrumbs that lead you to those opportunities. Right. And so being open, and I know we're going to talk today about receiving and trusting and all that, which I'm really excited about. Um, And that's just so much of it is just going with the flow. So after this book, and then you kind of detached from the things you thought you needed and realized that's not what you're actually going for. So then what started happening? You said, you know, all of it kind of started coming to you. What, what was that like? What kind of, what happened? 
I remember because I've even saved the piece of paper. Like I remember writing down like five things that I was calling in. And one of them was like, I want to meet like the love of my life. I want to get married. I want to have kids. And like, literally, I feel like within like three or four weeks, like I did meet my husband. It wasn't like that would be confirmed (laughs) for a while later. But looking back, I love looking back at like lists like that or things that I wrote at that point. Like there was a little even workbook that I got of things that I was calling in. And it's like, sometimes we feel like things take a long time to come together or we don't even see how it's coming together. And um, that was like a really big one. I think like my job, um, I, I can't remember exactly the timing of it, but I feel like I got an interesting phone call while at work um, at Joe's Crab Shack (laughs) of someone trying to recruit me to a different restaurant. And I was like, "Mm, pretty much over like the restaurant manager thing actually thinks I appreciate the call, but I'm not really wanting to do this. Um, And the person happened to be curious enough to be like, what do you want to do? And I think I started to talk about having some kind of like HR training or experience. And they said, you know what, you should talk to one of our team members. Like they're looking for recruiters. Like you, sh- you should just talk to this person. And I was like, okay, yes, I'll do that. And it, through a series of events, ended up leaving that job to work for this recruiting company. And the call came literally randomly through, like <laughs> just like that. And um, it's just so interesting how these like small moments, like I, I, I need this reminder so much because I, I need to constantly be in that space of trust to surrender and say yes to small things because everything like major has always like totally started like that for me. It never looks significant, but it it's like life-changing. Yeah, that's so amazing. So how did you get led to doing the divine feminine and helping, you know, women that want to express themselves and make businesses out of it? How did that sort of come about? Yeah, I think that um, it's it's really an unfolding process. And I think it's interesting in business how much people want to approach it by this place of like figuring it out and like having it all planned and structured. And it really has felt like that image of like the flower just kind of like opening and just letting it happen. Um, I think that oftentimes we focus on the things that we like really need in our lives that, that, and so all of the work that I do, I feel like I need to immerse myself so much in it to really remind myself to be in the place of flow and trusting my gifts and trusting intuition. Um, when I started on the path of coaching and like getting all the training and things like that, um, it never, I think in my mind, I just figured, oh, I'll be a career coach because this makes sense. Logically, people will take me seriously because I've been a recruiter. And um, it kind of started like that, you know, it kind of started, uh, in that way. And through working with people and like training with other, you know, and coaches, they were like, you were so intuitive. Like, how are you picking up on this? And I was like, well, we're supposed to do, um, the intuition thing, right. We're supposed to trust it and blurt it. And I'm just doing that. And they're like, no, you're doing something kind of different. (laughs) And so, um, I think it really started from this process of, Um, hearing it reflected back at me enough times because I think our gifts do like we underestimate them. We just, we don't, we think everyone can do these things that are actually kind of special and unique to us. And I needed to kind of be beat over the head from other people before I started to trust it. Um, I, two years ago decided to go live on Facebook and just do readings for people. And it was terrifying. And, um, like with cards and tarot. And it was not a part of my business. It was kind of like, this is fun for me. So I'm going to do this, even though it's kind of crazy. I feel it's kind of crazy because I don't charge for this. This is not a part of my services. I feel like logically it does not make sense, but I did it anyway. And um, I think that through just seeing kind of over the course of the last several years, where um, I'm leaning into people and where they're leaning back into me and realizing that so many of like these healers and these like life-changing like women and people with all these gifts like felt like they didn't belong in business. I just started to notice like, well, what's the kind of thinking that stops them? And 
to me, it's like, I consider it the divine feminine, like all of the intuition and and the things that um, feel just like kind of flowing creative energy and trust. And so, so much of the business world is like about hustle and like forcing it and defining your ideal client avatar and like, like, you know, doing what makes sense in terms of money. And so I didn't have a name for it for a long time, but I just realized like, wow, like so much of these energies in the way that I have fun in business and I see other women thriving in business is so much about the divine feminine. So I kind of, I'm like, I just kind of want to be the translator, the one that like translates all of these processes to a different way for the people that want to have more fun with what they're doing and have it be a little more free flowing. Yeah, that is so amazing. And I feel like I could work with you for sure. And I wish I had you five years ago. And (laughs) because I just, I resonate so deeply with what you're saying. One thing that's coming to me is that it's funny how we teach what we need, right? We truly teach what we need now and also at a different point, what we didn't have, right? And so I want anyone listening who's thinking of starting a business or has a business, I just want you to not even do anything with it, but just like allow that concept in of it's it's good to teach what you need because I've had clients that are like, I want to be a self-love coach. And then they'll be so down on themselves about the self-love that they still need to build or the sabotage or the negative talk in their head. And they're like, how could I ever be that if... Yeah. Or how could I ever teach that if I can't even be it? And I have been through that so many times when I was healing from an eating disorder while doing nutrition school, claiming to help people with eating disorders. And it's like, I'm not even fully healed. How can I do that? And teaching manifestation when I didn't have a million dollars in the bank, how can I do that? And you know, it's okay and it's needed because you can probably, I can hear it in your story and I'm sure my listeners can too, that it's a natural evolution of, you know, how you kind of got into having your own business, but then what you felt was missing and where you needed that help and the realizations you had. And then you look around and go, oh my goodness, there's so many women, creators, seekers, um, creative people that need to learn how to do business sort of in quotes and how to do it their way in a world that is very, as you said, it's patriarch, it's systems and structures. And there's so much misinformation out there because there's even, I see even spiritual entrepreneurs that do things in a very masculine way. And that doesn't work for everyone. It does work for some people, but it doesn't work for everyone. And so I think it's so great what you're doing and bringing in that feminine flow and how you can have a method to creative madness in some ways, right? Like it may not be planning your stuff out for the next year, but there may be ways, and I'm sure, of course, this is what you help people with, but ways of structuring things. But within there, you have freedom, you have passion, you have excitement, not just doing the things you should do. Because that's, it sucks. When you get into business and you start learning, for me anyways, when I started learning about all the stuff I had to do, it was daunting. It was like, how can I post three times a day? And how can I do this email list? And I should have products and I should have, and I don't even know what I'm going to offer. And like, it was so overwhelming. And so that's really neat that you you came to this through this and it's what you've needed. It's what's helped you be successful, right? Yeah. And and like, there is so much doing in business. And I think that's what I love about what you bring about the being side and the being her. And it's like getting connected. Like no one really teaches us the importance of something like that, that can't be checked off of a list, but it changes everything. Like it's, it's massive. And I think that the doing side is totally important. The action, like balancing the masculine and feminine. I think that we, it's about a balance. It's not like don't do anything that feels masculine, but I think that everything that I hear from you about really like letting that part, like create the structures and that part, like set the tone for the day. That's like the magic. That's like that's like changes everything. And so I just appreciate all of the things that you're creating that really like hone in on that, like on such a granular level, like you get so deep into it. And I think that that is like one of the most challenging parts and also one of the most necessary parts because we have been so conditioned to like not understand the importance of that, you know? Yeah. 
Totally. Thank you so much for those kind words. And I, I really do appreciate that you are this seeker on this path and that I'm able to, you know, come into your earbuds every once in a while and help you out. I, I'm honored to be doing that because it is so true. And before we hit record, I was sharing with you a time in business when I was really stuck and then I had to go get a job and reflecting back on that story, I was really funky. I didn't have enough money and I had to get clients and I was getting all pinched off. I was fully in the doing. I was like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to hire to help me out of this? Which is great. I'm all for hiring people and mentors. I think it's very important, but it was coming from a doing because I have to fix this because I have to get clients. And it's like, it even just makes me feel icky right now thinking about it. But once I got that other job, had that for you know a couple months, it gave me enough income to take the pressure off my business. And I got back into the being. I got back into who do I want to be for people? What, you know, it, from, a, from a place of service, from a place of passion, from a place of purpose, rather than what do I need to do and bring it back to what you help people with. I think we get into business going, what do I need to do, right? It's a human brain. It wants to know what do I do to be successful, but it is so important to be the being first. And I know that it sounds disheartening when you want to launch in and make 20K months and do this and do that. (laughs) Or even just for the people that are entrepreneurs, when you want to just manifest something, it's like, but what do I do to manifest money? Well, you have to be money. It's like, no, but what do I do? It's like our brain has such a hard time with that. But, you know, when we learn to sort of combine both and lead from the being, it makes everything so much different. For me, like when I balance with that, like I feel like it's actually fun and it feels like full of ease. And it's sort of like, I feel like I'm doing less work, but things (laughs) seem to come together like faster. Um, And I think that one of the things that um, I hear people say a lot is like, wow, like, this can be fun. Like this can feel like me. Like I, I don't feel like I have to become like this completely different person to be successful. I'm just like, like right now, even in my life, like trying to just return to that. And it's just been this last week that um, I've, I've been rebalancing myself because I don't want to come on here and just be like, Oh, you know, I'm just this amazing feminine goddess in business. I just haven't figured out. I'm like, not true. Not true. Like I get out of balance so much. And, um, yeah, that I just love, um, I guess I keep always like to tell myself, at least this is the story I'm making up. It's like, Oh, it's so good that you have experienced things uh, and that you know what it feels like to be here. That That's going to make you a better, a better coach, a better reader, you know? So that's the truth of it, whether it sounds um, pretty or not, like, is it's messy? Like, it's not like a beautiful, like together vision of myself, even though I do this work. Yeah, I thank you for saying that and for being honest, because that is the truth of all of this. That's the truth of the path of trying to create the life you want and sort of the spiritual path. Um, it is messy and it is an up and down thing. And it's, it also becomes messy because in our mind, we think that everyone else has it figured out. And, you know, Gabby Bernstein must meditate for hours a day and must this and must that. And it's like, even those people have egos, have fear, have procrastination or self-sabotage or doubt and insecurities. It, you know, we always will have that. And this path isn't, I just do this and then these things show up. And so thanks for giving us all permission to just be a mess sometimes because that's what this is. And like you said, it's like there's those down times and we just got to know that this is somehow serving us in the end. And I think it's really important to stay in touch with that. And I'll tell myself all the time, this is the path. This is the path. And I'll be down on myself and frustrated and it feels like I should be, you know, this should have worked out. And I'll be like, this is the path. This is it. And now how do you handle it? Now how do you walk away? Now how do you move through this? Because even that her, that future version of yourself will have moments where she'll look in the mirror and not like what she sees or not like her bank account or be triggered by something a family member says or comparison on Facebook or whatever. That you will have that too. So if you don't practice going like, well, (laughs) this is it. This must be teaching me something or I'm just going to feel my feelings like that's all I can do, then you won't, you know, you're still going to experience it later. So you might as well practice learning how to move through it 
or else it'll knock you off forever, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that you still has the same stuff that comes up. And so I think it's important to remember that. And yeah, thank you for saying that it gets messy sometimes because that's definitely the truth of it. <laughs> thank you for saying that because I think sometimes in my mind, I've almost like put her on a pedestal and I've integrated like I have like my like kind of daily habit kind of tracker um, and I put like was I heard today? Like, did I be heard today? And kind of just checking in on these, these like practices that I'm bringing myself back to. And sometimes if I reacted emotionally, um, or I was controlling in some way, or I had anxiety come in then I've been like, no, that's not her, but maybe I need to take her off a pedestal and remember that she's human too, and that she has hard days because, I think you're absolutely right about that. So thank you for for giving me that other perspective. Oh, you're so welcome. And it's true. You're always going to have those moments. And, you know, we can even think like when she has a bad day, what does she do with the bad day? Right. And so it might be that she journals and has a bath and cries, or maybe it's just that she's kind of like off and she just has a nap and she just whatever, or maybe she calls someone for help, or maybe she just journals about her feelings or I don't know. It's like, what would she do when she feels funky? Because she will, (laughs) you know, there's been times I've had, you know, the most money in my bank account ever. And then I have an awful day and it's like, wait, those things don't have me escape from my mind. Like I thought if I have you know, money in my bank, then I just won't be frustrated and won't be irritable. And it's like, no, no, that's, that's human. That that's still going to happen. So yeah, I'm glad that that resonated. So we were going to talk about money and um, it's funny because we haven't even touched on money yet, but I love it. There's so much gold in here. So could you share with us a little bit about how money, just money manifesting and how, Mm -hmm. Yeah, how that works from your perspective, how some of the stories you've had, how you've manifested money. Just tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I think that it really came into focus when I did start a business because it felt like I really needed to install, invite in some practices <laughs> that were more focused on it because it felt it felt kind of scary and I, and I needed something that really kept me like grounded in that, that energy of like trust and flow. And so for me, I feel like practices related to like manifesting in business and manifesting abundance. Like it's kind of like, I need them in my day because I, I need something that really regrounds me in that, that I like start with intentionally. Um, I know that when I first started a business because a lot of times people will always be like what did you do like well what's the things what are the things that you did and it's like okay well these things are great but like it was really the manifesting the manifesting part was the magic and so um there was a lot of um I want to say it's like doxy meditations this 30-day manifest challenge like that came into my life at uh, a time when I was like making a really big transition and wanting to like leave behind the recruiting work that I was doing to go into um, coaching and just do it full time. And I had this intuition, like, like it's time. Like I, like, I feel like there's times where this like voice comes that isn't mine. That's just like talks to me and it's like, it's time to do this. It's time to let go. And it's really hard being married and having a husband and explaining to him. It's, just, I know there's no outside proof, but it's time for me to do this. And I think he thinks that I'm like a little nuts sometimes, or he, he thinks about money in a totally different way than I do. Um, but I just, I just knew, and I didn't really, um, I didn't really know how, I guess. So I guess that's just how we get that, that, that um, trust. I did have a trip to Sedona at the time. And I remember it's almost easier, I think, to like step into being her when you're traveling because you're disconnected from your day and you kind of can feel like you're just a completely different person and you're already there. And I remember starting this like 30 day manifesting practice and just like visualizing and like seeing it. And um, during that time, like there was two like really interesting, like big contracts that came into my life and my world that like through this, this like freelance marketplace that I work on. And, um, it was like, they were written for me. It was like, I read them and it was like, I just kind of knew I'm like, wow, 
this feels perfect. It feels like exactly the thing that I need right now that would let me like fully just like walk away from doing this recruiting work. Um, And it kind of almost seemed like it came out of nowhere. Like it really did, looking back at it, feel like nothing was happening. There was no proof. And then all of a sudden, these two big kind of chunks of work, these like sort of ongoing clients that let me fully step into the coaching work showed up for me. And it was like, it showed up differently than what I think I was expecting in my mind. But in many ways, it was like exactly what I needed. It was exactly the perfect thing at that time. And I know one of the contracts um, ended up being like, $25,000 plus like over time. The other one was like some kind of $20,000 contract because it was actually work that came in that was ongoing. In my mind, I was like, oh, I need all of these individual clients and these one-on-one things. Um, But it didn't come like that. And it's, it was sort of like the perfect big chunk of money that I needed to feel like I had a base, like that I can I, I felt like solid on of leaving behind this other stuff. And it made my husband also feel comfortable enough to not really question me much. So that, that is like one of the really big things that um, just, it kind of feels magical. It felt kind of scary at the time looking back. I'm like, Oh, so magical. And it showed up, but it was kind of terrifying and I didn't have the answers and yeah, that was a big moment. Yeah. And so was it, do you think that what allowed that into your experience was this challenge that you were doing and the, the sort of work of now intentionally focusing on manifesting? I think that the, the daily practice of manifesting, like whenever things like that show up, because I, with having kids, like, I feel like there's times where I float away from my practices and I always can connect back any kind of money coming in to regrounding in some kind of a daily practice. And for this one, it was like just visualizing, like kind of seeing myself there and feeling all of the feelings and like realizing that like I could already be that person. And um, that's really the only thing that felt different. I mean, the going to Sedona, I feel like Sedona has all of these energy (laughs) vortexes and I'm sure there's like something magical about that place. But um, yeah, I think all of it goes back to me committing to manifesting and and committing to knowing that through that things are going to say yes and I don't have to have all of the answers that I just have to be open enough to like have the intuitions to trust what shows up and to not know exactly where it's going to head, but just to like know that it's for me and to say yes to it. And I think a lot of it as well is just like having like not being militant about it. Cause I think sometimes we can get kind of militant about daily practices, but like, I think it was like a daily practice that felt really n- nourishing for me to like set that space aside to just like dream and to just like be, and to not be like, oh, I got to get on the computer and like figure out how I'm going to make this transition. It, it felt like really good to just have that manifesting time every day. Yeah, that's incredibly powerful. And something that, again, this is real talk, real world, is something that I struggle with having a daily practice having children because I'm woken up to like pokes in my face and I go to bed tired because I put the kids down and then me and my husband hang out and often we'll do like a short meditation together or whatever, maybe watch a show, something like that. And then I just go to bed and I do um, a process. um, I've taught about it in a product I have called manifest while you sleep. And it's this right before bed, it's a practice of um, releasing the day and also actively calling something in. So I will say while I sleep tonight, I am attracting abundance or I am attracting my healthiest body or I am attracting whatever it is I want. Mm -hmm. I ask for my guides and angels to help me while I rest. And how this started is I, I just was playing. I was like, I wonder if I can manifest while I sleep. Like, wasn't that the dream? And it was with money. And I was like, I I used to be obsessed with passive income and I still am, but now I've built a lot of passive income because I was so obsessed with it before and I had just focused on it. But I started going like, I'm going to make money while I sleep. I'm going to make money while I sleep. And I'd be talking to my husband, hey, babe, I make money while I sleep. And at the time he's like, yeah, okay. Um, But I started doing that at night and I started saying like, I make money while I sleep. And pretty soon I had, you know, 
ideas for random offers. And I didn't even put it together, but my membership was growing and there was all these things. And then I started waking up to notifications on PayPal saying, you made, you know, 48 while you slept or 37 while you slept. And then it was bigger payments from clients and stuff. And now literally I wake up pretty much every day making money while I sleep from just random things that come in, right? Um, But why I was saying this is, when I start doing that and doing the daily practice, it moves mountains. When I'm working through something I need to heal or release and at night I'm going while I sleep, guides and angels and universe, please help me to be releasing this. And when I wake up tomorrow, I want to feel refreshed and lighter as I move through this thing I want to release. And I'll kind of just talk like that. And I notice such a difference. And so what are some of the practices that you do um, if you're looking to manifest money or bring in more income? I am going to do more while I sleep that. Thank you for saying that because that inspires me. And um, I kind of forget about sleep time. Um, And like with my kids, I did this like hypno babies, like kind of self hypnosis. And with the second one, I totally slept through most of it, but I would like listen to these affirmations and it made such a difference, like that I kind of forget about using that, that time, you know, if I'm not like doing some kind of like a program that tells me like, Oh, do this. Um, So um, I definitely have been, I feel like I've been mixing it up lately because I do like to keep it fresh. And so I took some of your recommendations and I did do like a journal, um, like a a future kind of journal entry, like as her. And so that has been something that I've been adding in kind of as it, the inspiration has like come in, or if I feel like I'm having like a particularly challenging day, I have been utilizing that practice. Um, something that I've, um, been doing is this, have you heard of that author, uh, Tosha, Tosha Silver? Um, yes, just yeah. recently. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And I like really resonate, um, but she's kind of new to me. So I kind of got onto this like kick of like realizing that sometimes I forget that energy of oneness and that that money and the energy of money is like, it's not separate from me. Like any of the clients that, that might work with me are not separate from me. And so I have been um, really just trying to immerse myself in any practices that remind me of that energy. And um, there's some book that I started reading by her called it's not your money. And um, that it's kind of just like, all coming from the divine and that everything's just provided for us what's needed. And it's, I think the title kind of, kind of caught my attention because I have been, I think sometimes manifestation, I hear this, this, like, I love your voice and your perspective on it is sometimes it's like, Oh, you know, it's just about thinking about things and having things. And like, I love the Wayne Dyer approach of like, no, like you attract like what you are and you just, become abundant and <laughs> things just become abundant. And, um, she has some kind of prayer, um, that I, I screenshotted and I've been recently just like reading that and regrounding and like, um, it, it's very much rooted in that energy of receiving and you have an amazing episode on receiving. And so in terms of my practices of kind of filling in maybe the gaps, um, I've been really, looking at all of those different elements of receiving and realizing that most of the time it's not even connected to business, that everything is connected, that all of my life and what I say yes to and what I receive, it all is connected. And so that is like my practice right now. My practice right now is surrendering and saying yes to things as they show up. Um, I do have um, that, that little Tosha silver. It's, kind of like, I don't know, probably if you search like abundance prayer, I'm sure it would come up, but like I have been saying that, yeah, that's, that's been my practice lately. Um, It's a relatively new one. I kind of tend to be kind of a bit of a butterfly, I think with practices where I might be super into this doxy meditation thing for a while. And then I'll start to notice I tune out and that like, I need something fresh and that I get excited to like experience new things. So I think I just kind of like let myself kind of frolic yeah. <laughs> I guess, practices and just like sort of do whatever calls to me and whatever's showing up for me. So 
those yeah. are my, my practices of the moment. <laughs> that's awesome. And I think that it's important to know that I think that's how we work. Most of us anyways, if one person says I've done this one thing for the last 30 years, then maybe that's really incredible for them. But you're right. And I resonate with the fact that sometimes a certain journal prompt or a certain guided meditation or a certain practice, it loses its steam. And like you you said it perfectly, you start tuning out. All of a sudden you're thinking of like the soup you're going to make later or, you know, some other thing. And you realize like, okay, I need something that keeps it exciting. And I love that right now you're focusing on that, that oneness, that wholeness of it all, because money, it works along with the oneness, the flow. If you've had experience with law of attraction, maybe even heard of money blocks and things like that, often we're guided to be like, okay, where are your money blocks? And I think that's actually a really great place to start. A lot of us have really funky ideas around money. But once we move past that and we realize like abundance is good and it's safe to be abundant and we've kind of moved on, it does become more about receiving. So I love that you practice that and see that, that it's about the whole picture. And like, are you allowing this into your life? I had a client that realized deep down that she didn't want to be rich because she didn't want to pay more taxes. And it's like, oh, I never, she's like, I never thought about that. I just always complain about taxes, but I was, you know, holding myself back. So there's those things. But after you work through a bit of that, it generally comes down to that receiving energy and and saying yes, like you say, to the things that come up. Could you sort of explain a little bit more on that, like saying yes to things? Are you meaning opportunities or just life in general? I'd love to hear you riff on that. <laughs> I think that that has been like kind of the greatest reminder. Um, thinking about the first time I stepped into business and my like very first client on this recruiting side of work that I did, it showed up to me as this, this guy that wanted me to hire a nanny for his family. Like, and at the time, I think my ego was like, what? Like, I don't really hire nannies. That kind of seems like not the kind of work that I came here to do. Fast forward to later, he ended up being the CEO of like a company in um, New York, this like healthcare company and ended up being like my ongoing client who like, even when I stepped out of the work, it reminded me because my friend was like uh, posting about that. She's still working with them. I had a recruiting friend that I passed this job onto her when I stepped into coaching and she's still making money. That's like her bread and butter client today. And it all started with like me saying yes to this random nanny recruiting job. And so (laughs) I bring that up because when I'm saying yes to things, it's like letting my ego like sit down the part of me that thinks that I know what's best for me and thinks that I know who I need to talk to and, and people are showing up. And, um, when I start to get too much in the logic side of things, I start to think about, well, what are they wanting? Like, what do they want to talk about? Like, are they wanting to be a client? I'm a mom. (laughs) My time is so precious. Like, and, and trying to sort of like kind of, um, almost, I got into the place of kind of trying to filter out what felt like an important conversation for me. And I kind of caught myself on that. And I'm like, you know what? Like, who the hell knows like why this person is showing up? And maybe it's something I need to experience from them. Maybe it's some lesson or some something that I need to learn from them. And of course, there's times where with our schedules and motherhood that it just it can't happen. But if it seems like it's in my flow and it seems like something that they're suggesting a time that I do have time for, that I do happen to be available, then I'm just saying yes to it. Um, I had somebody today reach out and it doesn't make sense. Like they, they don't seem like a spiritual kind of person. First of all, it's a, a guy. And I feel like sometimes I'm always kind of surprised why a, a male might reach out. They don't seem particularly spiritual. And like, typically I just almost be like pushing it away where I'd be like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't fit into the box of how I think about my business. <laughs> also, because you're like, I'm leading the divine feminine <laughs> revolution. He's all like, can I be a client? It's like, ah. <laughs> yes, completely. And like, I, I think that sometimes I would almost kind of push it away or think like, there's no way that like, they're going to be into tarot or be into these other things. And I'm just trying to learn that like, there kind of is this great awakening process and there's going to be a lot of people showing up that probably don't look the way that I think that they would look that might be open to something different. They might be opening to having some, you know, being a medical doctor and having a business there, but then what do you tarot reading? 
who knows? Maybe they're showing up for some completely other reason, but literally it's like having these experiences and not knowing why I'm saying yes or someone that wants to like, you know, they're asking me if I want to trade with them and I'm just like, sure, yes, why not? Who who knows like what it's going to lead to? It might lead to nothing. Maybe I'm going to become their client. Like I have no idea and I'm just like deciding that I don't need to know and that all of the amazing journeys and processes that have happened in my life and business, like they totally start like that. And I'm just trying to like have, have fun with that and not think that I'm like some genius that knows what's right for me and just let the universe figure it out. Yeah. So do you do that in your everyday life too? Like when you're randomly, you know, just running errands and doing this and things pop up, do you try to have that mindset of like, just say yes, just, just go with it. That's a good question. I think it's, I'm almost in a different mode with my kids. Like I know that we were talking about kids before my kids are one and three and I'm trying to in the moments where it doesn't seem dangerous, I guess, to just be like, okay, yes, go for it. Um, I think that yes, at times I, I do it. And I think it's a place where I'm trying to be more, um, what would I call it? Almost making like everyday moments, like a ritual or a ceremony. I kind of am like trying to bring that more in to celebrate, to basically make everything sacred. But I feel like that part of me, it's almost like a, sometimes me as mom is almost like, if it's a very different version of me. It's like kind of like the protector, the nurturer. And so I think I'm trying, but I don't know how, I don't know how great I'm doing at it, to be honest. Yeah. Isn't that parenting? It's like, I'm trying and I'm not sure I'm even doing a good job. (laughs) Like I know I'm doing a good job, but it's easy to wonder how spiritual you're being when you're parenting. I don't know if, you know, you can relate to that, but, and there's times like, even as I ask that and hearing you reflect back, it's like, there's sometimes where kids ask to do something and it's just dangerous. Or sometimes it's like, can I have toast? It's like dinner's in 10 minutes. And so sometimes I feel like I'm going, no, no, no. Like, can you please get off the couch? The coffee table is not meant to be like stood on or whatever, standing on. Your socks are on the floor. No, you can't do that. No, you, and I I hear myself, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm saying no to them all the time. I did say yes to going, my husband, my, not my husband, uh, my son is obsessed with going through the car wash right now. And I feel like there's not as many fun things for like kids to do. That's like a ride for him. It's like, you know, so I guess there's times where I just want to get home. I just want to get home and sort of settle in before I start working. And he's like, gosh. And I guess there's definitely that moment where it's just like, we can say yes. Let's just go through the car wash for fun. It's okay if we just washed the car yesterday. We'll say yes to car wash. And so I think that there's moments where it totally happens when it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And kids can be a good um, encourager for that stuff because, you know, as we're talking, I'm thinking about all those things that come up and there was even something yesterday or today, sorry, this morning where it's like, you have to get to school and we're all getting ready. Like we got to leave in five minutes. And then she's like, can my, my daughter Cora is like, can you put a French braid in my hair? And part of me wants to be like, no, like we had all morning, come on. But then there's that voice going like, don't be that mom all the time. I'm like, okay, sure. And I, I'm also aware of not going like, okay, fine, right? Because then they feel that. So I'm kind of like, just choose the French braid and choose it powerfully. Sure, sweetie, no problem, you know? And it all worked out. I did the braid. She wasn't late. It was fine. But yeah, sometimes it feels challenging to just say yes to everything. But I do think that just that energy of surrender, that energy of just choosing what's coming your way is so powerful. And when it comes to money, it just is like the state of non-resistance. It allows money to come in in ways that we don't anticipate. And it sounds so funny, especially when you're new to this stuff. It's like, how can saying yes to this thing help me manifest this thing? When you can embody that allowing things like money show up easier. My husband and I once had a vacation that we just called the surrender vacation and everything that came our way, we were like, yep, yep, yep. And there was moments where it was like, I don't want to do that. And it's like, but it came our way. Yep. 
And some of the coolest things unfolded. And looking back, it was the perfect vacation. We got deals on things. We did things we didn't know we wanted to do because it's like, sure, we'll do sunken submarine exploration tour. (laughs) Like, okay. But then we saw manta rays and we saw sharks and we saw, you know, and it was like, oh, that was so cool. I'm so glad we did that. You're working with people. Do you notice, I think I'm just curious about this, that I guess I'm thinking about it like video game levels that they kind of go through different processes in life where there's a different like abundance or manifestation lesson. Like, do you you see that it kind of comes in like that? Yeah. Like, you mean over the time we work together, the... Yeah, almost like, I feel like maybe do you see that they come and you can kind of see what stage they're at and they're like, Mm -hmm. yes, I've seen that they've mastered this and like their practices should be here because the other things are kind of just, you know, I don't know if maybe we like get to the point where we're doing things unconsciously or the blocks have released. So we're just operating. I guess I'm just curious, like, does it make sense that, that maybe I might only be focused on those practices because that's like what I need. And that's like the lesson right now. Mm-hmm. You're flipping the tables. I love this. Good question, Ashley. Um, <laughs> I, Yeah. And I don't think that it's linear levels um, because it would be hard to put the process into full-on levels. Um, But when people first come with me, I usually notice sort of, I see it in my mind's eye of almost like ground levels of those, like we're talking about with money, those straight up just limits, right? We, we live within limits and even us that try to be unlimited, we realize that there's a, there's a point where we have a limit of what we believe is possible, right? Do I actually believe that I'm going to have a million dollars by next week? No, I don't believe that. I I do believe that if I did believe it, it would be possible because anything's possible, but we have to work within our beliefs and continuously expand that. So I do find that people in the beginning, they have a whole lot of stories about you know, if they can. And when they're talking to me about themselves in the beginning, I can hear those. Recently, I've been more um, in love, channeling that intuition, knowing what it is and helping them with that. And I've just been having this the last even few weeks and months with kind of like, okay, this is the straight goods. Like this thing right here is what's going to be the thing that holds you back. It's not your abilities. It's not your creativity. It's not this. It's this persistent belief about you know, you not being good enough or the confidence or something, and I'll present them with a solution and we'll work through it together. That's been incredible. So to kind of answer your question, I do find in the beginning, there's these, there's just the limiting beliefs and you can't see what you can't see. So they're not bad. It's just, you don't know they're there. You don't know that they're running the show. And so I find over a few weeks, we kind of clear those where they're aware of them now and they start flipping them and kind of going, do I actually believe that? You know, and, and I help them with that. And then it does kind of move more into energy practices. And it's not the same for everyone, but I find that where we spend most of the time is identifying the resistance, right? Like you or I, we can be on this path and be super spiritual and all that stuff. Resistance comes up every single day. And I'll, you know, be asking myself, I ask my clients, why are you resisting getting help here? Or why are you resisting relaxing? when you're just in hustle mode all the time? Why are you resisting self-care? It's like, oh, this week, what'd you do for self-care? Oh, well, I was going to, and then I didn't. And sometimes we need to have those situations of like, why are you resisting that? Why are you resisting taking care of yourself? And so it's not really a linear thing, but I do notice that they move through the cycle of the physical sort of limiting beliefs and stories into more like the energy of like, why are you resisting these things? And then I find after that, when we clear a lot of resistance, it does come down to your willingness to flip things fast or have those daily practices. It's like really take it up a notch to really kind of not just speed it up like it should be fast, but really take you to that next level. It becomes then about, are you willing to flip it as it comes in. Are you willing to just not believe it? Not say, I'm not going there. You know, I'm not available for that right now because that's not going to serve me. I don't know if that totally answers your question. (laughs) It does. Yeah. I think it's so interesting sometimes just to kind of see what patterns we, we um, are noticing about like different stages, because I think it must, it used to be something different and it used to be a different kind of practice. And I think now I just sort of like 
go to whatever calls to me <laughs> just trust yeah. that that's what I need. And so, um, yeah, like I, I just love hearing your perspective and your, your words. And I have gotten so much from, um, you as well. Like I've been kind of, I call it like my, my high vibe listening in the morning. And so you have like, and I think you even say it in one of your podcasts of like, that you get sort of a, a healing, a vibration <laughs> raising just from listening to you talking about these things. And that has been really important for me as well. Like sometimes it might be some kind of a, a book that I'm listening to, like that, that Tosha Silver one is like my current one. Um, but I love like going back to some things like that you have on there, your return to love, like meditation is super cool. Like I feel like the receiving one has been so good because it's like, it almost is like, a checklist of like, where else do I need to receive? Like, what are things that I'm not realizing that I'm unconsciously doing? And so it's been something that it's not like I just like listen to it in order, but I tend to go back to certain things because it like re grounds me and it allows me to like start my day really like intentionally. So you have become a part of my practices too. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm so honored. That's like the dream. You're the ideal person to be listening to the podcast. I love that because, (laughs) um, yeah, just thank you. That's, that's the whole intention. And I do think that as you're called to different practices, I don't think you have to know why. I do think that the exact way you're doing it is what's totally right because there's a reason, remembering that our emotions are our guiding system. There's a reason why you find a new practice. You go, ooh, you're excited. You do it. You're in it for a bit. And then you kind of start checking out, like you said. That's because that's no longer the hot topic of what you need. And I do believe that. And something else will come and it's like, ooh. And, and you know that will unlock your next level. You're called somewhere for a reason. You're pulled here. You're pulled there. You're pulled there. Because sometimes it's about energy. Sometimes it's about the stories. Sometimes it's just about having a solid routine where you connect to your center. You know, sometimes it's about seeing everything as a whole and as the oneness, and then it'll go back to some sort of limiting belief thing that you're working on. And so I do think that when you're called somewhere, it's for a reason, whether it's to a podcast or to a book or a practice, you know, and that's the same for everyone listening. There's a reason why you'll binge on certain podcasts and then you kind of move away. And so, yeah, I think having faith in where you're being called and the practices, even if you have no idea where or why, I think it's important to just go with it. Yeah, that resonates. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes I just, it's great to have like confirmation from someone else that like, yes, that is perfect for you. Yeah. Just be led there. You know, maybe that's the divine feminine. Yeah. (laughs) That's just kind of flowing from thing to thing, you know? Yeah, totally. I love that. That's so it is. It's so true. Is there anything else you want to say about just receiving and trusting and saying yes? And if there are people wanting to manifest more money or I know there's a lot of people in my audience that are wanting to create um, maybe a business, but something more meaningful. This comes up often where people are in jobs that they don't like. And I was just thinking, because you were describing your story, I know a lot of people can resonate. So Maybe let's say I'll ask, what would you say to people who are wanting to transition out of a job that isn't lighting them up, but they're not totally sure where to go and they do, they are concerned about the money because they can't just leave their job. They have bills and all of that, maybe children and stuff. So what would you want to say about that? I think that there's a lot of ways to get there. And I think that oftentimes it feels like we just have to quit the job and start the business and it feels so risky. And I think it's so good to remember that when you just know, like when you turn from, it's not possible right now, just like from that belief to like, how might it work? Like what, what might be possible? And, um, seeing that there's so many pathways and like little things that you say yes to along the way that, that allow it to happen in a way that does work for you. Like I totally, I I don't have some dramatic, well, I kind of quit my job kind of unexpectedly, but I really use like what I did have. Like I, instead of feeling like I don't have the skills, I don't have the ability. I just used what I knew I did have and, and basically allowed it to evolve into 
where I just could have a business being me and sharing my gifts. It, it was not some major thing that I just left it all behind. And I was just like, Oh, I'm just this coach now. And I just do, you know, magical things. It got there like day by day and piece by piece. And so I I think that it's really gets to be like an experience that it does not have to be this major life altering thing where it just happens in one instant. Um, maybe for some people, but that's really good to remember. And really just, I feel like that simple thing of like, well, what could I do? Like what might be possible if I do want to move in that direction? And I do want to feel like I'm in a, in a business and a place that feels more aligned with me. Like what might be one thing that I could do today that moves me in that direction? I think that that feels good. And I think it kind of gets us past the, the thinking that keeps us like frozen and just in the job that we hate. Um, I think that things start to show up, ideas start to come, people people call you at work <laughs> unexpectedly and you get you get moved in that direction and and that I think is like a really big thing. Um I have a personal belief that everyone comes here for a reason and to share their gifts and I do believe that when we are just being ourselves and we are going towards the things that naturally attract us just like you're saying using that emotional guidance system I think that um, that all of it just starts to come together. And I think that we are on purpose. We are in, in our kind of purpose or our soul mission when we're just being ourselves and expressing those things and doing the things that light us up. And so even though it might seem like a hobby or it might not make sense of like, well, how does this become a business or how, how does this make money? I think that when we just get in that energy, like it becomes very magnetizing and the rest of the pieces do come together. And so I just think it's about starting and just like following the things that feel really, really good for us. And, um, and I think sometimes it's also about not being so worried about what other people are going to say or think, because that was really hard for me. And a lot of people do really project projected on me at that time. What, they thought was right for me. And they would give me advice and say like, you shouldn't do this. This doesn't make sense. Like that's not how it works. And when I had the realization that most people just go around telling you what's right for them and that isn't my truth, that isn't my advice, then I was able to just trust my own guidance a lot more and trust my own process. And, um, yeah, like create, like, I feel like just like a wacky sort of weird, (laughs) lifestyle in some ways that's uniquely me and I used to say um I I like Bob Proctor like at one point and he had that like money flows to me in many ways like increasing amounts and I would always add by just showing up and being me and like I realized I'm like oh that's totally what I have now is I like show up and be me and I just do things that feel like they're not working and it like it didn't happen in one instance it like happened like in this like kind of day-by-day basis so that was kind of an all over the place answer. But that's well, that's how it is. Yeah. That's yeah. how life is, right? Yeah. 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 So if someone's feeling stuck in their job and and even if they're unsure what they want to do, it sounds like you just really encourage us to just know it's possible, know it's going to happen, following what lights you up and allowing it to unfold and, it, you know, for you and for me, it's funny because as we're talking about this, I'm just kind of seeing that it wasn't this clear path, as you said. It wasn't, I'm in this job I hate, and then bam, now I'm doing this thing I love and I'm totally good. For you, there was a few jobs in between. There was, um, you know, some a stepping stone, sort of. So it's almost like be available for your stepping stones. It sounds like you're saying just kind of like, no, it's, it's going to happen and follow what lights you up and believe that you can you can really have something that you love to show up to that you can get paid for being you and I believe we can all have that I truly do 100% I think like it's just letting go of all the conditioning that like you have to work hard and it has to be difficult and like that's like my dream I think for the world is that everyone gets to be them and like share their gifts and the things that they're good at and things just you know they get money they have what they need it's like I think we're moving in that direction slowly in our world. Yeah. And there's a lot of 
random jobs now. Like it used to be like, do you want to be a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer? And now it's just like, you know, I'm a transformational unicorn coach. It's like, tell me about that. You know, like everybody can really be anything. And I had a client who was in a job she hated and wanted to sex, wanted to get out of it. And what she started doing is helping women to get out of their jobs that they hate. And it was just so funny because she's like, I created a job out of wanting to get out of a job I hated. And it like, you can really do anything these days, especially if you're passionate about it. That's the thing, right? Is we want to be doing something we do love and we do feel passionate about, not just anything. Mm. Yes, 100%. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for hanging out today and just sharing all your wisdom and your story. I just love it. And if somebody wanted to find you and connect with you, how would we do that? I have a group on Facebook that's called How to Make Money Being Magical. <laughs> and so nice. I, I changed the name kind of recently, but I think that that's kind of like the essence of what I, I bring. And it, um, I think it says like the divine feminine approach to business. And so I create a lot of fun things in there um, and hang out in there a lot. And I have a podcast as well that's in all the podcast places called Spiritual Rebels and Misfits and we bring in a lot of guests. Um, we're excited to have you uh, as a guest at some point when it aligns, but basically just like very like grounded, practical, fun spirituality and like aliens and past lives and just really like bringing a variety of guests and voices that that talk about spirituality, like in a way for people that are really curious or maybe felt like they didn't fit in with sort of like, you know, the proper kind of like, Gaia kind of old school spirituality that we were talking about a little bit before we started recording. Um, Just like a fun place to explore and like hear different things and learn different things. Fun. Well, I'll also put all the links in the show notes for everyone um, to connect with Ashley because you should. She's a beautiful soul and obviously has a lot of amazing things to say. So thank you again for coming on and I'm so glad we connected. I know it's not the end for us. Thank you so much. This like made my day. I'm so stoked. Aw, thank you. Hey love, I hope today's episode resonated deep with you. If you loved what you heard today, let me know on Facebook or Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation. I love seeing the screenshots of you guys listening to the show as well as your big takeaways. For real, come hang out. I am so excited to expand my tribe and connect with you always. So until the next episode, sending you so much love and light. You are rocking it. You're exactly what the world needs. <laughs>